Just wear the fucking face mask. Wear the fucking face mask, I mean, guys. Come on. I don't understand. Wind blows. It blows. And with your spit and with your breath, it blows. And then it goes to someone else's face. And then next thing you know, you've like contaminated your whole town. All right, uh, episode two of the Boo Box podcast. Welcome back. Welcome back to us. So here's the thing. I want to say this. Yeah. To all the haters, the thousands of emails. The thousands of emails we got. The DMs. Oh, my Saying God. you're not going to make it past one episode. Look at us now. Wow. Okay. Look at yeah. us now. The Boo Box <laughs> It was, it was, um, you know, when every every email that came in, and we counted them, right? We checked mm-hmm. them off. We read. We, Thousands. you know, we're here to. We, you know, we 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 want to be close to our fans, so we read all of them, and um, you know, a lot of support, a lot of haters. Um, you know, thank you so much to everyone who contacted us. Yeah. Um, keep watching. Keep watching. Let's get those numbers up. Keep streaming. Yeah. Um, you know. Episode two. I think the first episode was a success. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, we have a lot of nice friends. We have a lot of really nice friends and family. And, um, you know, we're getting our sea legs. I'll, I'll say, I'll put it like that. Yeah. We're getting our sea legs. So, you know, we're, we're, we're still figuring out <laughs> what we're doing here. We don't know. I mean, here's the thing: is like, we don't, we don't know. No, we. But don't. but we might look like we do slightly, but it's okay. I mean, it's it's um it's kind of fun. It's um. It's fun having a bunch of haters now. That's that's yeah. what I will say. That's a joke, though. That's a joke. Actually, well, yeah. we didn't have any haters. I mean, yeah. But maybe that's, that's the sign. I've always said this. You know, once you get the haters. You know, you're doing something right. You know, that's when you actually are starting to make it. Yeah. It's, you know, when you have, when you do something creative. Oh, yeah. And all the comments are like, great job, you know, and like everybody, it's all positive. Yeah. That's a sign that you, maybe you haven't quite made it yet. I agree. Yeah. I mean, so, so what we're trying to say is please hate on us, you know, put it in the comment, you know, like, you know, ew, your eyebrows suck. You know, just yeah. I, I'm fine with that. You know, because we both know we have great eyebrows. Nothing too harsh. For the record, you know, so. we're pretty fragile, but you know. Yeah. Just throw a little hate in the comments, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Just kidding! Don't do that. Hearts I mean, only. Just hearts in the comments and the DMs, please. A little. Uh, well, you know. How about how about people? Let's everybody kind of can do their own thing. How about we just? Of course. Oh, yeah. you know what we need to do. What? Um. If you like what you're listening to, like and subscribe below. No, no, no. no We're we never doing do that. that. Okay. No. Like and subscribe below. No, because you see. No, I know, but it's isn't that funny? Isn't it kind of weird? You see it and you it, you cringe every time someone does it, but it's almost like. Yeah, but you I get why it. they do it. Yeah, I mean, if you if you're you know? actually making your living from YouTube or something, um, yeah, you got to do that stuff. Right. You gotta, you I know, mean, you shout out to the people them. that did without us even asking. 
Thank you. That's you. You know who you are. We know who you are. The day And we know who you aren't. Who doubted me? Who doubted me? Do you have that? I don't. The bull box. It's a line from the... All right, this is a real show. Um... So, I guess uh, the first thing is we have to... Oh, wait. Uh, okay, go ahead. I got a switch. Wow. Astrid got a switch. I got a switch. I, I got a switch. the first thing that switch. needs to be brought up. Last week, I was like, I want a switch. All sold out. eBay marking up the prices like nuts. Yeah, I think and this needs to be addressed. Like, what's going on here? There's like a, a black market for switches now? Yeah, like, you know, and here's, here's the thing. So... If you want to, like, try to get one, if you want to try to, like, get one the right way, which is purchasing one on a legitimate site or some company that has it, you know, you got to, like, sign up for the um, the the tracker. You, like, sign up for a tracker, and there's, like, a, a page that has, like, no, like live notices on mm-hmm. when, they're, when the stock is updated, except for Best Buy. And mm-hmm. so I, like... I mean, what was it? It was pretty. It was pretty bad. Like I put the alarm on, and it woke us up at like five a.m. Yeah, Sorry. that was a little much. It was a little much, considering yeah. we had like gone to bed at four. Yeah, I respect the dedication, though. But, I got I mean, it. The, is, but. I wonder if this has anything to do with pandemic stuff, or it's just everybody's at home and they're bored, and everybody's kids want switches now. Well, everyone's you, obsessed with Animal Crossing. Sorry. Of course. Yeah, that. I mean, as they should be, but. Right. It's like I just I thought it'd been out. I mean, the switch has been out for a while. It's not like it just came out. So yeah, I think it's been almost a little over a year. Yeah. So I'm just surprised that there's still so much demand for it. Yeah. That it was sold out everywhere. You called Target, and the guy at the electronics section <laughs> said, "Hi, uh, Target Electronics. We're sold out of switches." Yeah. And you're like, "Okay, bye." Which I was like, "You've answered my question. Thank you." And he was well, just like, yeah, "Oh, I mean, he was like, that tells yeah, you I know how many." Yeah. Times this target's getting called asking about switches. It's crazy. And you know why? It's because it said that there was like some available for pickup. So he probably hates right. their system so bad. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. like he like there you can't adjust things like that. I right. mean you can on a lot of stores, but the they don't let you for it's just stupid. Mm-hmm. Just adjust the thing. Like someone stole it. Sorry. And you know right. it happens. Well, adjust maybe they the want inventory. to leave it on there so that people come in. You know. Oh, that's It's true. like a little tactic. It's a yeah. Little, uh, but I got it, and I'm excited, and I haven't played on it because Animal Crossing hasn't come because I like the hard copy of the games. But it's coming. When's uh, when's that coming? I don't know. It's supposed to come today. It hasn't updated since like the 15th, and today is today is actually the 21st. It's Father's Day today because this is live. This is live. This is live. Happy we Father's Day, it everyone! Right now. Right now. It's really Father's Day. It's Father's Day. Happy Father's Day, everyone. To the fathers and to... And you know what? And to the, you know... It, father's Day is, is fun for a lot of people. It's sometimes not fun for some people. So, happy Father's Day to the people that are not having such yeah. a good day today. Totally. Hey, I have friends that, uh, you know... But anyway, I didn't, you know. You know what I mean. It comes from the heart. But anyway, back to Switches. I got a Switch. And I guess that's that. Oh, but then I got the I got the protector because I wanted to protect it, and so it's oh, yeah, still right. in the box. Like I put, I take it out, I put it together, I kind of mess with it, and then she's, I like take it apart and I put it back in the box. I, and I, I mean, I didn't away. know this, but she's one of those kids. She's well, I don't have like a scr- who, I don't want the who, screen who, to you know, scratch. Takes it out, puts it back in the original packaging. I don't know. You, you know, you're you're one of those kids who has like the collectibles from the '60s. No, I do not like, have in the original no, GI Joe not. packaging. And now it's worth like. Fifty thousand dollars. Oh, I wish I, I wish I was that person. 
Right. That'd be nice. Well, maybe just keep the Switch in the original packaging. No, because no, they mass produce the Switches. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. They, I think they made a lot of those G.I. Joes, too, but there weren't that many kids who had the discipline to not open their G.I. Joe yeah, because from that's, 1960. That's because all those, all those guys were the man babies that bought the dolls that they would never play with, so they kept them in their box. Man babies? Yeah. I wouldn't describe G.I. Joe as a man baby, but anyway... I mean, have you seen a lot of, have you seen the news? A lot of them are man babies. Wow. Yeah. I said it. Do a, do a thing. Is there a thing? Oh, um, how about? You don't know what you're talking about. No. Yeah. Well, I, I, that, I mean, I do. That pretty much but fits. I do. Anyway. So, I, I guess we got to bring up the elephant in the room. I don't know what you're, again, I don't know what you're talking about. It's uh, quite an outfit. Oh, thank do you. Do you want to, uh. Yes, Describe I to any of the listeners exactly what you're wearing. Yeah, so, um, you know, last week we had like a little bit on K-pop and, you know, um, I went back into the house and I had some stuff opened up. Not yet. I, I wasn't. Okay. I have some stuff opened up on my on my screen and, you know, I was scrolling through Twitter looking at some K-pop stuff. And some then I landed camps. some fan camps. I was watching some fan camps and then I landed on a video. Um of uh, a group called Mamamoo. Mamamoo. Um, K-pop's uh, band. K-pop group, I guess. Okay. Um, yeah. And they were performing my new favorite song, Go Go Bebe. Or Go Go Bebe. Baby. It's Go Go Bebe, I think. Um, it's amazing. And uh, basically this whole last week, I've just like started listening to a lot of their music. And so now I'm a Mamamoo fan. I, I'm a, I stand Mamamoo. Um, okay. And okay, I respect um, that. You know, I don't know. I just, uh, I just was kind of feeling the vibe, and so from that song, you know. Um, oh wait, so the first, so the the first person I saw from the from the group mm-hmm. was um, my favorite, um, Hwasa. Okay. Um, she is one of the vocalists in the group. Um, okay. They're all you can go ahead and yeah. you can, well, yeah. I mean, she's one of the like lead vocalists, kind of. Okay. Um, she's pretty fire. She's on the far right corner. So that that's this one. That's Hasa. She's wearing some crazy boots. Is this one? F- yeah. Fell over. Is that what happened? That's the look. That's oh, okay. the look. That's intentional. Oh my god. Um, what I'm wearing is um, I'm uh, I'm attempting to do uh, an outfit that Solar did. She's the one second from the left. Um, in yeah, that's her. In in my favorite song, Solar. Uh, Go Go Baby, Solar. Nice. Solar. Yeah, I think that's um so that's that's what I did. And then um and then I'm like really wrapping them cuz like I got their logo on me. That's this crazy. Is, this is their logo. Um their their fans are called Moomoos. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'm a Moomoo now. And like this is like real. I'm not joking. Okay. Like I actually do like yeah. some of their I don't like some of their old music as much, but I like their newer stuff. Mm-hmm. And I really mean it. Like I don't know what it is. Their production value on their music videos is high. Like oh, the stuff looks good. Always. Um, and I don't know what to say. I mean, I'm I I'm uh, I'm repping K-pop now. Okay. So that's me. Well, you know, you're you're a little late to I the am. game, but uh, you know, it's you know time what? will tell if you're a true fan. We'll we'll put it that way. You know. Yeah, I mean, you're right. We'll check on episode two hundred of the Boo Box. And if you're still a Mamamoo fan? So, 
then you're a real one. So here's the thing. So I, I've been like listening to a lot of their albums. Not I haven't listened to everything. I watched a lot of their videos. They're like triple threats. Oh yeah. Um, they like true entertainers. Seriously, like their shows. Now I understand. I understand why people are so obsessed uh-huh. because there's like their performances. Like a lot of the time, I almost think that they're lip singing, which it like doesn't even matter because they're all about like the dancing, and the dancing is like legit. It's like they perform, they like show up, and they bring it. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like pretty nice no i mean there's not a dull moment with these uh with these groups yeah they're really true performers i definitely think i'm more of a fan of like the lady bands like i think that the girl bands are like or the girl groups are like more fun just because like i don't know i'm like i like dig their outfits and stuff like they have some cool style Uh they definitely like their dance moves are really cool so you're not going to be a bts fan anytime i don't know you know i haven't i i listen i spent this week on mamamoo Uh i wanted to dedicate the week to you know learning about them um you know what's kind of interesting is um kind of seeing like or listening to their newer stuff i think i was trying to figure out like what exactly i like about them because it's kind of funny like you know they they sing in korean mm-hmm. but there's a little bit of english in there's there. a little bit of english here and there there's right. like lines in english and yeah. i think that's really like appealing to a lot of like america or the western audiences uh-huh. because one it kind of like gives you the opportunity to like kind of sing along on some parts, right? Right, right. And um, also, you know, what I notice is that, like, some of their songs takes me back to, like, Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera. Oh, definitely. And, you know, nowadays pop, like, West, or, like, mainstream American pop is, I don't know, it's, I don't like it as much. Like, there's a lot of things that I do like, but... Like, true, true pop is, like, kind of not as fun. And for some reason, the K-pop style reminds me of, like, the good, like, Britney's toxic kind of vibes. You know what I think it is? I think Mm. that there's still, there's a, it's, like, theatrical. Yeah. It still has that theatrical element to it. Yeah. Where a lot of the pop stars here in the States now sort of have to... They try to act so cool and like, yeah. you know, downplay everything, and it's like, yeah, because some sometimes you'll watch some of their performances and you'll see things that like aren't cool. Like it's like they like I th- they. I think the big you know? produced shows, the big super produced, you know, right music videos, whatever. It's almost it's almost fallen out of fashion a little bit. Yeah, where people are like, oh, well, that's like, you know, that's mainstream music, and that's like, you know big money and it's sort of associated with this yeah kind of big corporate thing and yeah. people want something a little more indie these yes. days something that feels a little more relatable but they don't have that's not a thing in in k-pop right so you know the the only thing i can kind of relate to pop wise is that new ariana grande lady gaga song that came out right that Very is like big it kind production. of right and it's like it was very like loud and very poppy i think yes. you know and i don't know like i didn't really vibe with it like i wasn't i didn't really feel it mm-hmm. but i could but but it was very similar to like k-pop because it was very like you know all these like effects and the yeah. outfits were just like like 
fantasy fairyland kind of thing. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, there's something about at least this, at least like Mamamoo, that's like, I don't know. They're, I think also because they're, it's not like super over sexualized as well. Like, a lot of newer pop music is like over sexualized, I feel. And so there's kind of definitely is and so, you know, but it's like definitely more on like the dancing and like the production, like the just the overall production value, which makes it kind of fun. Like when mm -hmm. I, I don't know, it's something about it. It's a little different and I'm totally digging it. I don't know how it happened, but it did. Um, okay, oh, what, what is this? Thing? So you got to explain this. Okay. So then I was like looking around and um, so Mamamoo in Korean means radish. Okay. Right, I don't whatever you know, uh -huh. and so there's this thing called. Then I start wandering. They're like, oh yeah, um, Mama Moose, uh, what that translates to is radish, which is what their light sticks are made out of. And so you look at this, and immediately our minds go a little, huh? Yeah. I wonder what that is. Yeah. That looks like you know, kind of looks like a sex. It toy. looks like a sex toy. Let's be honest. So a light stick is actually so you know when you go to concerts like back in the day. The yeah, lighter. Okay, lighter. The lighter, yeah. right? Yeah. Now, then later on, the um, phone. Yes. But your phones, right? You flash your phones. This so, is, okay. Yeah, so in K-pop world. This is for the, uh, for the live shows. This is for the live shows, and this is to rep your your fan. You, this is oh, to, they to, each have different colors. E no, they each have different colors and different styles. So if I'm a Mamamoo fan, I go with my like radish shapes like light stick and i okay. like you know and so if you watch some of the korean um performances the k-pop performances like in the crowd they're like really well coordinated um like light shows nice. because like sometimes they'll coordinate so some of them will keep it on some of them will take it off i don't know how how they do it uh -huh. like maybe it's like wherever you're seating seated you like certain parts you turn i don't know whatever. yeah you gotta learn the routine right so it's like it's kind of a way to like rep your 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 group basically it's like wow. it's like wearing t-shirts and stuff and people collect these so there's like I, well i like how this is version 2.5 exactly that's what i'm saying went through several iterations right so it's like and then people make their own that's dedication to merch right yeah there. exactly and they the people like end up spending a lot of money on these things because you know you're not only gonna like one group like k-pop is like a big thing uh -huh. you know so you're gonna have a couple of them from different groups you're gonna make your own it's like i think it originated from regular light sticks like the crack ones mm -hmm. but um yeah so that's that anyway so I've, i'm just kind of deep i'm deep in it all right and i like you're it deep in k-pop i'm balls deep in k-pop what's right um i never thought i would be i had a i had a roommate i think i said this last time i had a roommate in college uh -huh. that was in a k-pop um I, just, I don't know. And I don't think I would have been into that K-pop because I think back then it was more... Well, I don't know. Actually, I don't know because I'm only referencing their group. But um, a lot of it is a little, like, just more poppy than kind of... Oh, because also there's a lot of hip-hop influence. Definitely. You know, which I hadn't really realized. Like, one of the um, the people... Okay, I need my glasses on. I kept them off for the look, but no. Right, yeah. For my Luke. Okay. Um, Moon. So there's a there's one of the um. One of the girls in the group is called Moon Moonbuel. Moonbuel. Moon yeah. Um, she is the designated like rapper of the group. Okay. And apparently she's like really good at it. Uh huh. 
But I, I don't really know because I can't understand her lyrics. But she sounds pretty good. Yeah. And it's like, there is like, it's kind of fun because there's a lot of like hip hop references, like, or hip hop like styles in some of their music, which is nice. And a lot of like older kind of, I don't know, like more like vintage sound kind of. So anyway, okay, right. that's it. Do, do you want to show this thing? Oh, yeah. So what is this? My main girl, Hasa, just came out with um, a mini album from Maria. And this was just a still. And I just thought it was interesting. Um, so she's doing a show. They do solo. Albums. Yeah. 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 So they so it's all it's interesting because on their on their main page, mm-hmm. they have um, their music as a whole. But they also have like once individual artists like in their group make music. I think they're like their songs, like they upload their songs to their main YouTube page. Yeah. So it's so like really supportive. The main, yeah. The main Mama Mo page. I don't know. Like to me, it seems like, oh, they're supporting each other's works and they often help each other and like do like work, like do stuff in their, uh, in like they help each other in like their uh-huh. solo albums and stuff. Like you'll have a cameo from someone. And um, anyway, who also just came out with this one named Maria, which I think is like her other name or something. I didn't, I didn't like really look into it, but she like in the okay. video, she her Maria's tattooed on the back of her neck. And anyway, I don't know. That just looked like the island that um, Luke Skywalker was in. So oh, I was yeah. wondering if maybe she was gonna go Where help him out. Where he exiled, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, that made sense the, in the um, the Jedi tomes, right? Where all those like little the manuscripts. You know, yeah, I kind of yeah. chose to like forget about those movies. Yeah, I mean that's we'll we'll leave that for another segment. But yeah. um, anyway, that's, that's a whole other thing. We won't play any of this because yeah, we, um, we believe it or not, we got a copyright strike on just that tiny little, little. <laughs> clip of K-pop we played in the first one was right. enough to detect that it was a copyrighted song. Um, and so the thousands and thousands of dollars of monetization would, oh, lost, all lost, all sent to some k-pop group and you know since i stand k-pop now uh, like i'm happy that it yeah went like them. this one's fine. you know i'm 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 happy this that one's I on us yeah but again next time we're keeping all of it we're keeping it i'm not just coming for half i'm coming for all of it the <laughs> boo box all right all right so that's that that's we'll, that. We'll, we'll check in we'll check in next week and and yeah. I, I did this outfit look i'm pasty as hell I did this outfit because I believed in it. You look great. Well, thanks, but you can't really tell the divide between the, my white socks and my skin. We all need a tan yeah. these days, I think. I think that's fair to say. I think everybody could probably We're stuck at home. Get out and, we're, and get and some And we're trying sun. to be, you know, safe. So. Yeah. so it gets as good that I'm bleached. Yeah. Anyway. I guess that's a good segue into... Uh, into our next topic, which is yeah. uh, face masks. I think we got to talk about this. You know, it's been how long? How long has it been? Uh, three months. It's been three months. Give or take. Um, we all know the drill. People are dying in this country. People are getting sick. I don't get it. Just wear the fucking face mask. Wear the fucking face mask, I mean, guys. Come on. I don't understand. Wind blows. It blows, and with your spit and with your breath, it blows, and then it goes to someone else's face, and then next thing you know, you've like contaminated your whole town. 
So anybody anywhere else in the country, uh, California and Oregon or Washington, one of those two just implemented a mandatory face mask rule to be out in public. Yeah. Um, which I'm, people are not. I was driving through town yeah, today. Are, uh, just I was driving through town and people are it. walking down the street and there's this lady walking, holding her mask. So a protest. First off, you when you wear the mask, right, you wear it so that anybody talking to you or anything or like, you know, we don't know how this stuff is. We don't know. We don't know because our, our um, I'm not going to get too, you know. I won't, you know, but we don't know because our, our president hasn't really been like updating us on like what's going on, you know. So, um, so we don't really know still like what the extent of this is. And so like, I don't understand like how you can pull it on, take it off and just continue to touch a, well, something that's like. I mean, I don't think you need to be a doctor to know that that's probably stupid. not a good idea. Yeah. Here, All right. Here's my thing. I, and for. And let me say that I don't know how this became this huge political, you know. Yeah, it should. It really shouldn't right, be human rights issue. All of a sudden, right? With people, you know, oh, this is you know infringing on my rights. Okay, save it. You know what? Save it. I and yeah, it, it's like you don't have to be a doctor to know that. It's going to do something. Is it? Is it perfect? Probably not. Right. You know, is it going to stop all the transmission? Probably not. But here's my big question. What's the downside? What's the big downside? You're uncomfortable? That's it? Yeah. Like, you know, I think about... Um, I think about the people that are maybe in areas of the world that are just so vulnerable and you don't see them complaining. I saw a lady, I saw I saw an older woman um that had like a freaking pillow over her face the other day. And better I was like, than, you know better what? Better than nothing, you know? Better than nothing. Cuz you know, if you obviously have to do something, you have to go yeah. out, you have to, you know. Well, I, I don't all right, get... so I've seen videos of people saying, "Oh, you know, masks are unhealthy you know you're you're breathing in your own air you're Poor breathing shit. in your own carbon dioxide and that's that's not healthy <laughs> it's like that's that's not how it works do you know how cotton works that's not how it works do you know why it's we wear filter. cotton we wear cotton shirts and blouses because they're breathable do you have FYI. a filter in your car so the air goes in <laughs> it doesn't stop your car it doesn't turn yeah. off air goes through it and catches stuff like dust and things that you don't want in your engine. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. The mask works the same way. Mm -hmm. If you were breathing in carbon dioxide the whole time, you'd pass out and you'd die. You know, the next time it's really, really hot and it's 100 degrees and you, you have the choice of putting your AC on or putting your um, or rolling down your window. How about just roll down your window? Because God forbid you close off, you only circulate the air within your car. And then right, that's all carbon monoxide. You'll probably die. You'll probably die. So just go ahead and open your window to the hundred degree weather that's going on outside, because that's safer. Oh, yeah, I'm exactly. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, you know what? I'm I'm kind of sick of it. I I don't have much patience for it. We're team mask heavy over here, so um, it's just like. Just do it. Just do it. I, I, I think, you know, it. it must be a, a part of it must be people not wanting to look stupid. 
Yeah, but pimp, like you pimp it out then. You pimp it out. How many? I've seen so many well, cool masks. Yeah, you like, can make cool looking masks, but I think and you know, a hundred percent. The reason why Donald Trump refuses to wear one is he doesn't want to look vulnerable. No, Part of it orange, like, is like you you the... you know you look like you're afraid or something, right? Which is bullshit, but you know. I mean, I'm sorry. Look, I, Joe Biden when he wore the the black, he I mean, yeah. Say what you he want looks about pretty the man. cool. He looked sick. <laughs> he looks like because he also had the aviators. I'm not yeah. like a giant, I, you know, but he had the aviators on, and I was like, okay, he looks pretty cool. Yeah. So I don't know what the fuck President Trump is talking about. I don't like calling him President Trump. Trump is talking. Well, we'll about. see. I mean, there's this whole rally thing is happening. Uh, it happened two days uh, oh, ago. Yeah, it happened yesterday, of course. Um, oh, it happened one day to, ago. I, I don't think we have to pretend that this is live. I think people no, it understand. was more of a joke. It was more of a joke. Yeah, I know. Um, this is not live. Uh, this is not live. But I am curious. Um, how so it happened Oklahoma... yesterday. It happened yesterday, yeah. and if something really crazy goes down, we're gonna look like. I don't know what we're going to look like. Oh, if I hope nothing crazy goes down. I'll say that. I'll go on the record putting... saying I hope nothing crazy goes down because it seems like there's a lot of tension. Yeah, and also I think it's, you know, as much as I um, do not appreciate his supporters, I think it's very disrespectful for him to put his supporters in danger um, instead of putting in... Um, you know, just kind of asking everybody to wear a mask. He's putting his own supporters mm-hmm. at risk uh, because it's more convenient for him. Right. And I and I think that that's pretty low. I I guess I heard they are handing out masks, but they are not required. Well, you have to sign when you have to sign. I think right. I'm not sure if it was for Oklahoma. It might have been no, it for was. the. Yeah, you have to our, sign the oh, okay. the waiver thing. Yeah, I mean, it's just so and you, and, you know, I, if you get I, sick. right. But then it's the thing. It's like you, then you're putting everybody else around you at risk, and then you're putting the healthcare professionals like vo- at risk because now you know if you get sick and you have to go to the hospital, like yeah, you know now you're you're putting a lot of stress on our health providers. Yeah, and um, that's that's just unfair. That, I mean, that's the whole point of avoiding large gatherings, and the whole point of the stay-at-home orders. Right. Is you know let's spread this thing out because. I mean, all the experts are saying it's not it's not going to go away. It's right. not going to go away until a certain percentage of everyone has it and we have the herd immunity and everything. Yeah. And so just let's spread it out as far as we can. Yeah. And um, the worst possible thing you could do is cram 20,000 people into one building breathing the same air. Yeah. But uh, there you have it. <laughs> there you have it. On, on that note, um, AMC... In a way, in a way to avoid, po- as they quote, as they say, political controversy, mm-hmm. they um, they said that they would not be um, requiring guests to wear masks, uh, which they quickly redacted um, on Friday. Retracted. Retracted. They quickly retracted it. Yeah. <laughs> on Friday, and they said, actually, we we've listened to the masses, and we will now. Make sure it's a requirement, which yeah, really quickly. Uh-huh. I I think that was also really disrespectful because then they're putting their own employees in danger, like yeah, well, at be, least for the they, sake of ticket sales. At least they reversed it though. Yeah, they reversed it because they were trending. They said they reversed it because it showed up on the news and someone had told someone. Oh, like a, a couple people in the union mentioned it to them. 
But yeah. I'm pretty positive it's because they were twendi- trend- trending on Twitter. Yeah. And everybody blew up on them and they were like, oh shit, of course. we're looking I really mean, bad. All these guys, these corporations, all they care about is the bottom line at the end of the day. And, and they know that the the way to lose the most money is a bunch of people getting sick at AMC theaters. That's going to cost you way more yeah. than the couple of assholes who go in there and say, I'm boycotting AMC because they're going to force me to wear a mask. All right. Fucking go somewhere else. I mean, no, yeah. there's no other movie theaters open anyway. So yeah, it's not really like anything, they, they, you know? Yeah, it's it sucks because um, I do understand because there's you know the movie theater industry I think is is at a decline of course already and because yeah. nobody wants to go to the movie theaters I saw I saw a couple of people posting um, like oh yeah they're already like that's why nobody wants to like go to the theaters and it is it is kind of sad because like I don't want to be watching like new releases on my tele- on my own television like. Yeah, but that's you like know, again, that's like thir- big time first world problem. Like, oh no, no, no! I mean, I mean, not unrelated, unrelated to the mask situation, unrelated unla- to like that. But, um, but I mean, but I, I mean, I agree. Like, it's just, it's just ridiculous. Like, you know, I mean, they, they, they turned around and they said, you yeah, know, they were wrong. So now they will when they I, open. I think July fifteenth. I will go out on a limb and make a prediction that. They are gonna open those theaters and close them. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, we're just we're not out of the woods yet. In yeah. my opinion. I'm not a doctor, but there's I mean, there's just no way. Well, Miami opened up and then a week later they shut back down. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like because nobody's taking it seriously. Everybody's fed up and like tired. Like oh, we're, you know, everybody's so lenient now uh, because they've. It's just so ridiculous. We're so privileged in this country to, you know, we have this, like, you know, we're, we're, oh, we're just so tired of this. We just, like, we're, yeah, we yeah. just, like, miss it. Like, you know, I understand, like, certain things, you know, being close to your friends, family, like, things like that. But but these things are just so, yeah. you know, it's pretty pathetic. In, Definitely. You know, and it's why we're the only country in this situation that we are in. I mean, there's yeah. other countries that are suffering, but you we're know, doing worse. We're doing we're worse. In last place. It's it's sad. Just yeah. Yeah. And I I think part of that is, you know, sort of Americans overvaluing their personal freedoms at the cost of other people's health. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think that's the truth. Yeah. But uh, we'll see. I mean, at some point, there's not going to be any other options. So I hope that I'm wrong. I hope that I'm wrong, but you know, if things just keep getting worse, then it's not going to be a, a, an option anymore. Right. It's going to be okay, now, you know, half of California is sick and we have no option but to just Yeah. lock things up again. Right. You know, and it sucks because that too like in a perfect world, like if everyone did everything they needed to do, it could it could be fine if you know like i was at the when i go to the grocery store they make the freaking arrows for you to walk mm-hmm. and so you know in theory that that works but as i'm like right there i get like this 40 yeah, year old woman that just like falling. keeps walking you know and i'm like this is not the point like everybody thinks oh, i'm yeah. wearing the mask so that does it it's like no you're not like this is a procedure yeah. no it, and then you complain that we haven't there weren't our that then you complain when people complain that like we aren't getting back to work but then they don't want to put in the work to like, exactly. you know, 
saw this and kind yeah. of like bring well, down the I numbers. I feel like a lot of people are thinking, oh, like, you know, the one way lanes at the supermarket or the masks, like how much could that actually do? And yeah. you're right in in a single case. Right. You know, of course, it's not going to like be the deciding factor, most likely. But you have to think of it as an aggregate. If you have millions and millions of people who are following all the rules and wearing right. the masks, then you're talking about potentially millions of lives. Yeah. And so, of course, like if you if you're only thinking about it in your own little vacuum mm -hmm. personal experience, it's like, yeah, I mean, you're probably not going to get sick. Maybe you will. Yeah. I don't know. But like. You have to think of yourself a, a, in a collective society. And I think a lot of people are just not able to do that right now. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, well. So Joe Rogan was tw was trending today because uh, he said masks are for pussies. Great. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't. So uh, I don't uh, I don't really watch. I don't really watch Joe. Rogue, I don't watch his stuff. I've seen a couple clips, and mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I, I know who he is. Like, obviously, I, I appreciate the fact, I appreciate the fact that he interviews whoever. Um, I know that that's that's been a controversial point mm -hmm. about him, and he's kind of like a, you know, you just you just don't you know you, you know. He just interviews whoever, and a lot of the time people say that they shouldn't give him a platform for right. certain people. Yeah, he's definitely, he, he's interviewed some very controversial right-wing figures and has caught a lot of heat for it. Right. And um, and he does, he does, he has said a couple things against, like, that, that oh, yeah. against women, and, like, he makes some jokes that are not as um, uh, kind yeah, to the feminist probably. movement, perhaps. Yeah. Um, no, I would never claim that he's like. Right. Yeah. 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 You know, someone necessarily to like look up to in a sense of. Right. Sense of morality or right. you know knowledge or anything like that, but here's that here's what I'll say. Me. Here's what I'll say. Yeah, it surprises me that he said that. Yeah. Well, I don't find that surprising because he's been doing his podcast. Like, that's and true. That's he's true. had like tons of people in the studio. None of them are ever wearing masks or anything like that. I mean, right. maybe they're across the desk from each other. So I don't know if, but yeah. still it's like, yeah. so I can tell that he's not worried about it because you see a lot of other people and all, all of their podcasts are done via zoom. Right. So there's some right, people right, who are right, right. being safe about it and nobody's coming over. Nobody's coming to the studio, whatever. Right. And then, you know, Joe obviously doesn't care. Because he's having everybody in the studio. Right. Um, so there's that. I mean, I guess, but then on the other hand, I mean, he was, uh, he had this um, epidemiologist, I think that's the right title, right? Mm -hmm. He, This guy who's on MSNBC, I forget, I'm forgetting his name, but he was like one of the first guys to have him on way back in March. Okay. And so I remember seeing him and he was really informative and he like kind of broke down the whole thing really early on of being and it made some pretty accurate predictions and he's mm -hmm. you know saying how this whole thing is not going to go away anytime soon right and all this and so i don't know i guess i got to give him credit for that but uh i i wish he hadn't said that i guess yeah i mean it's just it's just basically something that our president would have said it's oh, yeah. it's so that that that's not helpful 
And also, it's just such a stupid statement. Um, I mean, like, who, what, like, masks are for pussies? So then, what, construction workers shouldn't wear them? And, I mean, it just seems like, I, I mean, mean I'm taking that like one half, statement. Yeah, in it's general. probably half, like, you but, know, joking, but at the same time, you, yeah, but yeah, like, you, you just can't. Right now, you can't really make a joke oh like that. Oh, my God, yeah. You know, Especially because he said- Because it's like, there's a lot of people who believe that. So you, yeah. you are sort of like catering to half the country at this point when you say something like that. And his audience is also, I will say, that I know, that obviously, you know, a lot of us know this, are predominantly young white males. Yeah, that's that's his bread and butter. Yeah. For sure. And so, as we know- <laughs> That that's also demographic just YouTube's is not, bread and butter for right, the most part. That's true. That that demographic is not exactly the group that we want that kind of message to be going to because there's I, I don't know, it's just I, it just it's just so problematic and I think it's a it, Joe, be better next time. Be better, man. I'm you know what I will say? I'm kind of surprised, you know, he cuz cuz he got that big deal with Spotify. Right. He just signed a massive uh, deal exclusive exclusive deal to have his podcast on spotify if anybody didn't know that yeah and so i'm a little surprised i i wonder i i don't know i wonder what spotify I, I wonder if spotify even cares they probably don't um he claims in the statement that he made that he will never change you know what he says kind of thing I'm never going to censor right. myself. I'm never going to censor my guests. Right. Kind of thing. I'm, I'm you know, I'm ne- but you, it makes you wonder how far he could push that. Right. And when is Spotify going to say, "Hey Joe, remember that Yeah. $100 million? <laughs> like shut the fuck up." Yeah. You know, like you're making us look bad. You you got to wonder when that time will come. It's got to happen. He says controversial shit all the time. Right. Which yeah. is, which is, you know, I, and I, as much as I, it's such a fine line because, you know, you want to respect someone's ability to, you know, have the platform, but then when it puts other, when, you know, when it, when it's putting other people at risk, that's, I think when it, you know, like our, like Trump, like when, when he, he uses that platform to endanger other people to promote hate basically and so that's i mean that's a whole nother th- thing i'm not trying to compare that i don't i do not want to compare the two because right. i also do not know joe rogan very much but um but th- the same the same is to be said about just you know you just have to be cautious because we're such a, such a vulnerable time right now we're so mm-hmm. divided that a comment like that could really impact um impact our you know yeah on a greater scale yeah yeah so i don't know i i i i'd like to like see maybe the whole thing and see because i i also don't like picking snippets of you know out of context sometimes yeah, it's yeah. good to see but, but even even if even it is just, taken yeah. out of context like to say that right now is like just a little yeah sensitive disappointed we're, we're not mad we're, we're not just disappointed. we're disappointed but Hopefully. So that's that's our spiel on on masks, I guess. Yeah, more I them, mean, guys. Come on, just make some cool. Oh, you know what? I was thinking of what I would I would have loved. No, I'm not gonna. Sorry, I do not want to say that. But it would. I wonder. You know, I, I when I was in high school, I had really bad acne. Mm-hmm. I got it so bad that I had like on one cheek, the right cheek, and my left cheek. I would get like these infections, and they would like 
blow up my eye. It was like, it was just really bad acne. Mm -hmm. And it would, my eyes, it would be by my eye and it would like swell up sometimes. Yeah. And so like one time I had to like, I was like, I didn't know what to do. But then I realized like if I put a bandaid over it, Mm-hmm. You can't tell that my eye is inflamed. And this was in like mm-hmm. senior year of high school. So, so like the like worst time. I look like Nelly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just remember walking into my econ class and my teacher like, I was trying to be like, try, trying to not. How this is going to go. <laughs> well, I was trying to not, um, you know, draw attention to myself. And I walk right past her. I sit next to my, on my desk and she stands at my, she comes to my desk and she's like, so what happened? Yeah. And I was, yeah. I was like, uh, oh, like nothing. I just, you know, I got an infection. And she was like, oh, I had something like that. But it wasn't where you could see it. And she walked oh, away. Jesus. And she said that in front of everybody. But anyway, so if I had, if I had to wear a mask during my worst period of acne, I wonder if like some of these kids are like, well, at least I can cover that up. That's what I would have loved back when I was a kid. Because <laughs> I just had it so bad. Right. Uh, but anyway, I was wondering. I was that's that. Isn't that bad for acne though? Pro- yeah, probably. It's like spreading the oil. Probably, yeah, but you know what? Kids wear like w- when you when you're in high school and you have bad acne, you still put makeup over it to try to cover it up, and that's yeah, that's bad. That's just as bad. Right. So at least if you're like maybe it's better. Like you're so hot that you're sweating everything out, and then when you you know okay, that's kind of I'm getting kind of grossed out. Let's uh let's move on. All right. Um, we'll segue there. Y'all, are y'all finished or y'all done? All right. Well, I get, I get, I get the memo. So, I think we're gonna start uh, watching documentaries and stuff and talking about them. But we like watching them. I mean, yeah. So we, we're just gonna continue like, to watch them. Yeah, it's not a chore or anything. But yeah. um, maybe we'll have sort of a a documentary segment or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Because there's a lot of good stuff out yeah, there. Yeah, a lot of good stuff right now. So we finally got around to starting this uh, Epstein documentary, right? Oh, boy. So we watched Ooh, the first boy. two episodes. I guess maybe we'll, like, if it's interesting enough, we'll... Well, I mean, the, the documentary is really interesting. We're definitely going to yeah, finish yeah. it. Don't get me wrong. But uh, the uh, maybe we'll talk about it in a next episode or after that or something when we finish it. Yeah. But, um, God damn. It's fucked. It's so bad. It's, um, and you know, we all know this, we all know the basic story already, right? Like we've all read the, the articles, we've all seen the, the news, you know, that he ran some like but Ponzi the scheme extent, set. Yeah. You just don't feel that right. until you, until you see, you know, girl after girl after girl after girl interviewed right. and then you're like, oh, it just starts to sink in. Yeah. Oh, this guy like had a system. Yeah. This guy was the kind of predator who, you know, had really refined what he was doing to take advantage of women. Yeah. So, you know what I found the most one of one one of the most interesting things is at the beginning. Um, you know, we're listening to the the um the cop, the the captain. Right? Yeah, this the 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 police um, police captain in Palm Beach. Right. So he um, he describes, you know, because it sets the scene, you know, it's in Florida. Of course, it's in Florida, guys, of course. But it's in Florida in Palm, uh, what is it? Uh, Palm Beach. Palm Beach. I, I've never been to Florida. I don't really know much about Florida except for all the horrible, s- stupid stories that come out of Florida. Every free, I swear, one a week at least. Um, 
And what was very interesting to me was how the documentary was setting the scene of Palm Beach. Mm-hmm. How there's it, it's it kind of reminds me of um, you know what it kind of reminded me of um, the girl with the dragon tattoo. In the first one, there's like a there's a bridge to get into the island. Mm-hmm. And that that scene at the beginning reminded me of the bridge because I think on the island there you know there was like this powerful family. It's very yeah. similar. So Palm Beach is like just lav like luxury mm-hmm. living. That's where Mar-a-Lago is, correct? Yep. 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 Um, which, by the way, Trump's house was about a mile away from Epstein's house. Well, Mar-a-Lago there. was. I mean, uh, or Mar-a-Lago. Uh, how long? Oh well, he but he, it was where he lived. He lived there, did he not? Did Trump live in Mar-a-Lago? I thought he did. Sometimes. I mean, he still goes there sometimes, but it's like, I think yeah. he mostly probably lived in New York, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, it's just this. the The fact is, is that um, they set the scene of this this space this island of just all this these wealthy people these this these just this wealth mm-hmm. and you kind of you know they they see you see scenes of of the car driving through the streets and you know there're all these like really 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 fancy beautiful places but it's also very private that's what kind oh, of yeah. like got me cuz there's a lot of like brush and stuff a lot of tall um a lot of privacy a lot of tall um uh, plants and mm-hmm. trees or whatever to kind of yeah. keep everything really secluded. I mean, as most wealthy areas are. Right. You know, the wealthier you get, the more... Dis, you know, you know the, away the, from yeah, general yeah. society. No, you never see your neighbors. If you can still see your neighbors, that means it's like not the nicest right. property, I guess, or something right. like that. But that all, immediately, you already feel kind of like trapped. You already feel like it's a, it's a, it's a dangerous... Mm. Um, place to be, um, and like you think about the secrets, you know, like uh, like all these. I I mean, like I'm sending this. I'm kind of glamorizing the, it a little bit, but it really did set the scene right. of. It's kind of got like an old money secret society kind of thing. Nobody knows, what, like Stepford Wives kind yeah, of vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then and the and, and anyway, I mean that that's kind of what really set the scene for me, and and um. And it's just creepy. I mean, it just feels, you know, the fact that there's a, a a bridge to get into Palm Beach and then outside of Palm Beach, like West Palm Beach or something, mm-hmm. it's like poverty. Well, it's not It's not complete poverty. It's like it's middle work, class and class. working class. And maybe some poverty, but. Yeah. I mean, there they, there's like trailer parks and stuff. Right. So it's, not lavish it's at all. a very different world. So it was sort of this perfect like place for him to prey on these young girls yeah because he would like you know he'd go over there anyway i mean maybe we shouldn't give away too much of the documentary if you want right. to watch it but that's um that is important that it's so yeah. close to west palm beach and that he goes over there right and um i think what's the most shocking and that everybody found finds the most shocking is how this was able to go on for that many years and and especially... the fact that we still sort of nobody really knew about it until very recently yeah. You know, I think most people kind of heard about Jeffrey Epstein, you know, only a few years ago. Right. And this big case against him was back in 2003 or something. I think 2005, 2006 is when right. it was well, whatever, kind you of, know, yeah. Over a decade ago, though. Well, and and you know what, stri- what struck me, you know, when it, when it introduces the cops... Um, 
you well yeah so it first introduces these three well these two girls these 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 um sisters Mm -hmm. and so it 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 kind of gives and and it starts with them because that's where the journalists the investigative journalist starts you know that she first finds them and then eventually she she digs deeper and she finds all these other women Mm -hmm. but um the palm beach police force it seems like they acted quickly like immediately when they found when when they got a call from like a a stepmother and they started investigating. They started investigating immediately. Right. But I think they, they actually, you know, kind of, I mean, as far as I know, played it perfectly. Like, they, you know, made sure that they had a ton of witnesses, a ton of people who would right. testify. Like, they built they built the foundations of this really strong case. Right. Um, Which, but uh, to be totally honest, just because maybe our current situation in the, in the, in the world, uh, in the country... Um, I was, and, and just because like it typically in a lot of documentaries, you often see the police for, you know, he, he basically gives money t- and to the police force. And so I kind of expected the police to be possibly not, um, to kind of maybe get some tips and then kind of be a little shady, but it seemed like they were actually concerned immediately when they got the first tip. And then him and this other this other guy, another detective who has since passed, um, apparently immediately started looking into it. And I and yeah. I wonder if it's because they were trying to like, you know, Palm Beach. They want to protect the integrity of the you know the the community. You know how they those like wealthy areas like to be. But well, I mean, give them the benefit of the doubt. I mean, when you hear somebody being accused of being a child molester, you kind of yeah, but you want to look into it, right? Yeah, but so many places like don't don't you know like a lot of well, you watch a lot of that stuff and sometimes they don't so i was i was a little yeah i mean especially in this case where you know this guy's connected up the wazoo and right super super powerful so yeah you gotta you know you gotta make sh- i think usually the the thing is you gotta make sure if you're gonna start investigating or accusing somebody oh, of yeah. something you gotta make damn sure and they're this really really powerful person yeah you know you better make damn sure you got loads of evidence to take them down because if you have anything that's even remotely weak they'll get out of it right i um i think that the i'm you know they had a lot of like the uh well they call them survivors i don't want to say mm-hmm. victim survivors um and those the range of them the range mm-hmm. of the different kinds of women was incredible because um and and you know it was interesting because there were some there were some women, you know, there was one particular that she, she was the first one that um, is interviewed for the, for the documentary or that we see in the documentary that basically is one of the women that she she almost has a, an encounter. She, she has an encounter with him and she rejects him, but then he offers her to, you know, he says, OK, fine, but if you bring women, I'll pay you mm-hmm. then. And so immediately this woman, you know, you watch her and you and and she even says it. She says, you know, that she's been guilting herself for years for being that person, for being a recruiter. Right. And, you know, when you're watching it, you know, it's it's kind of hard to be like, like what, you know, to kind of guilt her, to want to guilt her. At least for, you know, there's a part of me that's just like, uh, but she. Yeah, I think she's also 100 percent 
also a victim. I exactly. Mean, no, no, ex- absolutely. Of course it was wrong. Yeah. You know, but, and, and that's the other thing it, that speaks to how, uh, abuse. Well, yeah. Well, I was going to say that Epstein was so good at like manipulating people. Yeah. That he could f- kind of, in this business way too, but also in this weird predator way where he could see your weakness. And clearly this lady was like really strapped for money. And so he knew that the way to get her was maybe not, she wasn't going to do the sexual stuff, but okay. But if you keep bringing them, I'll give you $200 every girl you bring. Right. And that was like enough to. Right. And you know, at the end of the day too, like once she was a minor still, Mm -hmm. but even I was, cause I was, you know, I was thinking about it, and even if she wasn't a minor, there it's still manipulation, you know. Yeah. I, I only bring this up because sometimes I I think that we we sometimes bl- are are prone to blame someone that is part of that that kind of um we sometimes blame the victim. You know, there's a lot of victim blaming in a lot of scenarios. You know that we see on the internet on the news and. And um, and sometimes, you know, I, I kind of have a little bit of a dilemma, like in the, in the immediate, in the moment, right? But, you know, they have a psychologist on, or I think a, a, a mental, or a, a psychologist or a woman that, that works with um, victims of um, sexual abuse. And she kind of explains exactly, you know, the fact that, you know, basically what you said is that, you know, I've yeah. seen just has a way some some people have a way of manipulating the victim into thinking that they are, you know, getting something that they are. They are. Um, I don't know. I mean, ultimately, it's sad because at the end of the day, you know, this woman, you know, knows she feels guilty herself. and And even though she says, you know that she you know even if she forgives herself that is that's a lot of heavy weight that he placed on her yeah Um, i mean which is just it's you know i'm sure i'm sure she regrets it every day but it's just one of those things where she got wrapped up in this really terrible situation and she was yeah she was a really young girl and she was broke and I think she was like a runaway and there yeah it was like all uh, the deck was stacked against her so and the trauma just stay the tr- like the trauma outlasts totally i mean it it's doesn't just... necessarily excuse what she did and you know but it it's definitely you empathize oh 100 percent. it was it was, i think that was that was the most interesting part that was one of the most interesting parts to me is is the the different women and they're they're different I don't want to say roles because it's, you know, but the different roles he made for them, the different um, plans that he had for everyone. Mm. And, 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 you know, apparently it was very charismatic. And, and I think that too, like she said, um, you know, that he would come out after and, and give her money and ask her about her family and how she was you know, made someone feel important, made, made, and then kind of further acknowledging that she's doing something good because here you have an adult, here you have someone that is rewarding you for something. So you, it kind of reassures you that, oh, I am, I'm doing something good because this person of power that has authority that is looked up to by so many people Mm. is giving, is encouraging me 
and encouraging this behavior. So I must be doing well. Yeah. I must be, I must be okay. And that is so sad. That's just a horrible, it's, I mean, it's just horrible. Anyway. So I, I, I thought it was very interesting seeing all the different levels, of, yeah. all the different levels of victims and, you know, um, well, maybe we uh, save the rest for another segment. I mean, I, I have some general thoughts, I guess, about, like, the the overall story yeah. and what it means. I guess I'll just say no, that, just... like, the, the... So the, the one story is, you know, and this is nothing new, if you have money and power, you can get out of, of almost anything. So that's sort of, like, the one story... And then the story that, I mean, we haven't quite got to this part, but then it gets into, okay, but is this guy actually a government agent? And that's sort of the meta story, if you will, you know, where was this guy actually part of something like even bigger than him? Where he, he, you know, he gets all these girls and, and, and... Of course, he's a pervert, you know. Yeah. But also uses them to trap politicians and you know royalty and all you know these people, yeah. B- big businessmen, right. you know, big mis- and then force them to do business deals with him and all this, all this stuff. Or is it you know a government agency um, to use it to leverage, you know, leverage political favors or something like that and that's like yeah that's i mean that gets into i guess gets into some conspiratorial areas but uh we'll have to finish it and see and then i'll sort of yeah see what i think about that but i um they don't they touch on it lightly well i think it's the next the next couple episodes are about that yeah 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 yeah. but they, they so you know, at the beginning, they introduced to you, you know, Jeffrey Epstein, who, you know, we've all seen. But someone we really haven't seen very much is his partner, girlfriend, associate, whatever the fuck she was. Um, what's her name? Giz- Jelaine? Giz- Glissane? Gisane? Gisane Maxwell? Glissane. I forgot how they, they were saying it. I think the H is silent. Yeah. It's, Gisane. it's like Glissane. I think it's Glissane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Glissane Maxwell. Silent. Um. She basically, according to all the victim, according to all the survivors, um, she was involved in all of it. Um, she was there for, she was present and participated in a lot mm-hmm. of these um, encounters that they had with him um, and engaged in sexual um, misconduct with with some of the minors um, to encourage the minors um, to quote unquote I think feel un- more comfortable because it, there was a woman oh, in yeah. the room. No, definitely she I was mean, part of the whole little game. It's unbelievable. I I you know I don't I don't I think that she is just as guilty. I mean, of course. As, yeah, she's just as guilty. Maybe as he that's is. the biggest mystery of all this. Is like. How is this lady not in prison? Yeah, I I don't understand. 
There's I mean, firsthand accounts. Hooked, you know, we're really well connected too. So. Oh my! So so also she is the daughter of a guy named Robert Maxwell. Um, Robert Maxwell was he was he was brought up. I believe it was. Oh gosh! I. He basically he escaped the Nazi occupation, in, I think Czechoslovakia. I think I looked it up. I think he has like Czech background. Mm-hmm. Um, and he so he was able to escape it. Um, and he found himself, uh, like, I guess years later, you know, he eventually was, uh, started out doing business, investing in publishing. So he put some money into public uh, publishing business and, um, slowly kind of climbed the ranks a little bit. Um, and eventually he just, you know, owned a lot of companies, made a lot of money and, um, you know, he had three kids. Um, Ghislaine, I'm going to call her Ghislaine, was the youngest daughter. Um, and then he had two sons. And, you know, after I think he eventually, um, you know, built a lot of debt. And um, in, a, in an effort to save himself. Oh, oh, but he lived in luxury. You know, this guy, same, same deal with this guy. Mm-hmm. Yachts um houses you know he just had this lavish lifestyle so he was a spender and um and then so he eventually got into debt he tried to sell off his companies um and he was not doing well i think his kids worked for him his two sons more closely but his his daughter um she she kind of also worked a little bit for him like helped him with the finances um he was found dead from a possible suicide from a supposed suicide um alleged suicide jumped off a boat jumped off his his uh, yacht and supposedly drowned in the atlantic ocean mm. um she Sounds claims sketchy. yeah she claims that it was murder i i don't almost i wonder you know but i think shortly after he was found to have stolen a lot of money um millions from his own companies like the pension funds um so it could have been it could have been it also could have been you know, whatever. I don't know. Um, weird fact: he was uses the inspiration for um, one of the the James Bond movies um, as uh, the guy that plays um, Jonathan Price in Tomorrow Never Dies. So I guess they use him as inspiration. So this guy was like a you know this guy was a well known hmm. person and character. Um, Which one is you that? would re- oh God I didn't I don't think Tomorrow I Tomorrow Never Dies Tomorrow Never Dies. Um, you would recognize him. Hmm. It's um, like I think I've seen that one the least of the Pierce Brosnan Bonds. Probably. It, it, well, yeah. Um, so he was, you know, he was a big, a big, well-known person. He, they grew up in in Oxford. They all lived in Oxford. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, so he, you know, and then so after after he died, um, and they found, the, you know, that he had stolen all this money. His kids, his two kids, two sons, and like a couple other associates went to trial, and they were eventually acquitted. She ended up flying. She took like one of the private jets, which people were like annoyed with because that was one of the ways that he stole money. So they, she took a private jet to New York, mm-hmm. and she like hunkered down in New York and started getting into real estate, where she eventually met Ivana Trump. Interesting. Um, and that's eventually. Yeah, connections, and and weird that it's the first connection, because if it's the first connection, you know that, you know, um, 
you know, that they were linked. They were pro- she was probably linked like that way f- to Epstein. Mm-hmm. And and it was well known that they would host parties at Mar-a-Lago and Epstein was there. I believe that that was like also mentioned um, or that they, you know, they were buddies. They, they, there's many photographs with them too. Yes. Um, so she, she eventually came over and then that's how she met Epstein and basically served as like, I mean, she was everywhere with him except she stopped yeah. being photographed with him. I think, um, I think it was like 2006 when it started, when, when things started buzzing about the, um, yeah, the but ring. she's still in all of the stories, she's, all of the accounts. She's in so. all of the every every victim. Oh God, sorry. Every survivor has mentioned her, seeing yeah. her. I really don't understand how she wasn't, you know, implicated in any of these crimes. She's in hiding. She Sounds talks to her right. lawyers, but she nobody knows where she is. Supposedly she's in France or who knows, but nobody knows where she is. It's yeah, and I thought I heard that she was like on his island. That they like wired her a bunch of money. Maybe it's just hearsay. I don't know. Well, now I think, I think after. Maybe he's on the island. She had, well, I mean, it's another. I was, I was actually on the, um, the Wikipedia page and Mm -hmm. it said, you know, he was, it says he's buried in, um, a Jewish cemetery in Florida in Palm Beach, I think. But, you know, it makes you wonder. Yeah, I mean, that, that whole wonder. thing was really, really scary. I mean, the whole thing is just... So, it was like a really secretive guy. He didn't even, like... He lied to get... It, it's unfortunate. He, like, lying to get... He, like, lied to get a job that eventually took right. him to another job that eventually took him to Wall Street that ben- eventually took him to, I think, uh, Lex He's some, Winslow yeah. or something. The guy that eventually... Yeah, yeah the giant business dude. Yeah. Which, it, they kind of allude to them to having a relationship yeah. Or 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 um Epstein having some kind of intimate relationship with I think it's Lex or Les. I think it's Les. Leslie. And almost like he had that hanging over Les's head. Yeah. Afterwards. Maybe that's where he sort of learned that technique. Yeah. It's it, it sort of gives you the impression that either he got really good at this so that he could leverage business moves against these guys yeah and then it got to the point where he could like do it at this sort of international super villain way yeah where he could like leverage even politicians and and all these super super powerful people and it seems like he was just so rich by the time this stuff was happening it's like does i don't know does he really need another billion it's like at that point, you get to a certain point where okay. it's just like, what else can you get? You can't. You can get anything you want, yeah. and then you just have to be more powerful. I mean, it just it just becomes a sense of like greed, like that's just what greed oh, yeah. is. It's just, I mean, the amount of wealth that this guy and the amount of wealth that surrounded him, the people that surrounded him, the influential leaders, um, it's just, it's, it's. It's unbelievable that, like, you would think, you know, when we think of child trafficking, you know, or sex trafficking, we see what we see in the movies, which is some nasty old hotel, old, old 
broken down motel run by some cartel leader, you know, and they have guns and then the women are like tied to a bed. And that, that's, that's what we've seen. Yeah. You don't think about it, you know, happening in this really lavish setting. Right. You don't uh, happening out in the open. Right. He, I mean, the girls, the girls would come, they would get driven to his house. And then at the end of the day, they, or the night, they would get driven back home. It, it makes you, it's unbelievable thinking like, how, how did, they not get caught. How did nobody well, know did. this? Well, they did. It's just, right. you, it's just, it's, it's at a level of, it's a level of power and right. influence. Right. It's almost like, yeah, they're going to catch me. You know, they're going to like, catch, some of these girls are going to complain to the cops, but I'll just deal with it. Right. That's basically the impression I got was like, he knew, he knew that eventually they would start mounting cases and stuff, but it was this arrogance that but, was like, I'll just get out of it. And then, right. That's what I think. I don't think, I think there's a point where they don't actually think, you know, it's not like, I don't think he knows. I think he actually believes there. That's the, the egotistical nature of these kind of people is that, no, this isn't going to happen to me. Like it's, it's not. Well, because I'm always they're like, I'm not going to jail. Yeah. I mean, I don't I think guess, they're right. stupid enough to know to think that like none of these girls are going to go to the cops you really don't think that he's you know well, he was a really smart guy he i'm sure he knew that right but he and he even told some of the girls he's like i own the the palm beach police department right. go ahead right go ahead and try right so i don't think it's that it'll you know they'll they'll never come for me it's it's when they come for me it won't work right and that and that's why so many of the the girls i mean they've they said it like what what am i gonna do like what? What am I gonna do? Yeah. Go home and like, and eventually when 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 people start, you know, they started using intimi- intimidating tactics course, and parking yeah. outside. I mean, it's like you want you think like once someone's caught, it always makes you like. It's just so annoying with these stories. Like when someone is caught doing something, when there's enough proof, you think, oh, we got him, but we have a system in place that somehow allows guilty yeah. people to stay free and makes and then and then we have a system that allows people who are not guilty to become you know yeah. to get locked up totally it's broken. it's it's so twisted and it all revolves around money though oh and my god money yeah. and race right and yes. you know it's yeah i mean that's that's what you think about that's what that was my point before like one of the overarching things that you think about in this is oh he's got the kind of money where he can get out of any legal trouble right like just about any legal trouble that this guy could get into mm-hmm. he could get out of it right well and the fact is that fact too that they were investigating him they were they thought they were doing you know they were doing okay and then when they finally get the warrant to the house i mean it's so obvious they they have like cords pulled like you know, the cords left over from the from the yeah. obvious computers that were there, obviously tipped off. And like, and then that that's not. I mean, is that not proof enough? There, they almost left things... it as a little fuck you. Right? Oh, totally. It was like instead of just hiding the whole yeah. thing, it's like oh, I'm gonna this leave the cables. The, you, know, you know, all the com- stuff you wanted. Yeah, it was right here. Yeah, like a week ago. Right, and it, it's just I don't know. Like, it's one of those things too. It's so cringy and creepy you know seeing these photos of this man and you hear these stories of these women and 
the things that people, I mean, I don't, you know, the things that people do, um, the, the extent they go to hurt other people. I mean, it's, it takes, it takes a lot. I think it takes a a specific kind of person to see someone vulnerable, see someone completely, you know, just selfless, you know, selfless, I guess, or not selfless to see someone just completely vulnerable and to, and to, to, to engage in a hurtful act and a crime against that person. It's just, and repeatedly, over and over again, how, who knows how many hundreds, of, uh, you know, I don't know how many hundreds of women, but hundreds yeah. of women and young girls, you know, and then we have this bitch that, you know, is walking free right now, mm-hmm. even though she definitely had enough of a part to play in this whole thing. It's just, you it's know, crazy. And, and the and the people, you know, the people that worked for him, too. The drivers, the they people know. that would drive. It's, you know, who and who knows what he held over their head, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, it's it's like... Yeah, it's a little... Yeah, I guess it's a little different with them because they get wrapped up into these things and maybe they don't know how bad it is right at first. And then when they try to get out, it's like the mob or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. You try to get out and they sort of have all these things that can leverage against you and intimidate you and all this. And, and so it's not... Maybe it's not so easy to to get out but they they knew what they yeah but you know right and wrong is right and wrong and people know and we all make choices we all make decisions definitely and we all choose to do things that are you know we all know the consequences of them so the drivers that's oh i didn't know oh i didn't know you know you can you can put a blindfold on yeah it's still happening and you know you know, I, I don't I don't believe in, you know, cosmic, like, I don't believe in divine judgment. That's not part of my belief system. But I do believe in sort of a cosmic balance, I think, something like that. A sort of cosmic balance of energy where she's going to get hers. Oh, yeah. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. Yeah. Maybe not this generation, but like maybe her kids or whatever. I don't know. It's like there will be pain mm-hmm. for what the pain that you caused. Yeah. You know, sort of a karma thing. Yeah. You put so much pain into this world, it will be reciprocated in some way. Yeah. And see, and, and see, I the, don't know. it's funny because I, I do believe that there is some after. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know. I'm not going to say there's a, there's a heaven and there's a hell and you're going to go to one or the other. For him, if he is dead, if he did in fact die, I believe that there is also some, there is also something to come to him afterwards, whether it is in an mm. afterlife, whether it is um, to his soul, you know, I, I, I think that there is some form of judgment as well, right. because to just, um, you know either die in a, you know, commit suicide or to be killed or to be, you know, or to be transferred to whatever island. Right. You know, I, I I also agree. And I think that ultimately, you know, someone who does that is a sad human being. And, um, yeah. And he, I think he will also get his judgment. 
And everyone else who was and involved. And everyone else involved. And, uh, yeah, and, and you know, I, f- I felt these the women that came forward, because I, I watched the R. Kelly documentary a while, a while back, and it's just, like, return feelings, you know. That was a different scenario because it's a lot of, you know, it was a lot of um, black women who were very, also very vulnerable. A lot of black women are very vulnerable to... You know, but it was it was a very similar. You know, it was it was women in a in a bad situation in a bad um, in a you know in a similar kind of community that were also taken advantage of, and mm-hmm. I felt I felt a lot of similarities there. And, um, and someone who had really uh, used their power, used their power, yeah. and really sort of like gotten good at at being a predator. Yeah, someone had like a technique, if you will, of becoming yeah. a better and better predator. As they continued to do it. So. And because they were encouraged to do it. The people around them also helped encourage it. Yes. Because and I'm sure they, that he was not. I'm sure that there were other buddies of his that knew what was going on. And I think. Right. Yeah. And, you know, most common people, if. Well, most common people would never do terrible things like that. But if they did, they would be caught very quickly. Yeah. You would hope, yeah. you know. Right. But there's these people of power where it can just it can go on so much longer yeah. when you have money and power right. than it than it normally would. If you were right. a poor person and you abused, you know, young girls, yeah. you'd probably, you know, be caught like very quickly. Yeah. Well Well, that brought the mood down. That brought the mood. But <laughs> but you know, but it was it's a it's a really it's important to see those things because power comes in different forms, you know. In this in this in this situation power came in the form of wealth and um society like you know societal um presence, I guess. But um like these cases are so I mean this one is very interesting because it it's you know it's it's where you don't you don't expect it to happen and you know you see wealth and privilege and you see those scenarios and you and in a perfect world you're like you know you hope for those you you hope to be wealthy one day you hope to have you know be friends with someone that has you know that is you know uh you know celebrity you know whatever um so that's what makes this scenario very different or this this story very different but um anyway i guess we'll we'll continue we're gonna watch the last two episodes yeah. and uh so far it's pretty interesting give it a watch yeah the last last thing of the day kind um, of a sad note kind of a sad note ian holm passed away on friday pretty good at this um ian holm as most of you know um played bilbo baggins in the hobbit um, or not the Hobbit. He was uh, in the Lord of the Rings. Sorry. Yeah. No, well, both. I mean, I do. Th- he was in. Um, was he briefly in the Hobbit? He was briefly in the Hobbit, I think, or at least some flashbacks and stuff. But right. uh, um, well, f- that, yeah, that's mostly in the past, so it's flash mostly forwards. Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah. Um. And then your favorite. And then my favorite, the Fifth Element. Playing Father. And many, many more. Sorry, what was his character's name? Uh, Father Cornelius. Cornelius, as Lilu says, when she's learning his, you know, he was in the Fifth Element. It's my favorite movie. Um, but uh, the, I mean, the guy did 
a ton of work. A lot of stuff. Ratatouille. Brazil. <laughs> that's a great movie. I don't think I've seen that. Terry Gilliam. Hmm. It's um, just a ton of work. And uh, he will be missed. Yeah. You know what's interesting? I, I how f- old he was up here? He was... He was 88. So he lived a full life. It was interesting, too, because he... It's almost as if he hit an age, and then he just never aged after that. Well, there was, in, a photo, there was a photo of him, and he. I was like, oh, wow, he he did actually look really old, but... In the movies. And, you know, it's funny, because I sort of think of something like Fellowship of the Ring as being, like, recent. Mm-hmm. That was 20 years ago. That was filmed... Oh, my God. That was filmed 20 years no, ago. No, it wasn't. Yes, that was filmed... 20 years ago? They, they started filming that... Oh, well, in, in like 1999, 2000. I know that it came. Ago? Wait, it was? Oh my God. Whoa. Shit. Time warp. Well, because you and you said 20 years ago, I was like, I wasn't a baby then. And then I was like, oh wait, no, I, I really, I wasn't a baby then. I was like a preteen. A you know, teen. once you go on the, the latter half of your 20s, Time starts, yeah, so you start having those moments. Yeah. You young kids, you don't know that yet. You don't know those moments. But, you know, you get over 25, you start having those. 20 years ago, you know, you have those moments. When you're approaching 30, you think that you're actually 10 years younger than you are. And then it hits you that you're actually at, you add 10 years to what you think you are. Um, Yeah. It's funny, like a lot of, I feel, I, I see a lot of like, I think I have like three or four friends right now that are pregnant and the thought couldn't like for me mm-hmm. c- like couldn't disgust me more mm-hmm. like I just can't I don't know it's just like you know but then I think I'm like Jesus I'm like 28 29 a lot of my friends it's like that's that's around the time it's, but it's weird I think yeah. I think our generations having kids are a little later are having kids a little later anyways. But oh, then, definitely. But then you think about the the kids, you know, the people that we know that had kids at like 21, 20. and then you're like, oh my god. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm still in no position to take care of a small child. I can barely take care of myself. Yeah, well, I mean, it's practically. The I mean, same look, thing. I mean, let's we're in a shed right now. Yeah. You know, this isn't a this isn't a nice Hollywood studio. We didn't have to remind studio. them though. We could have like played it off. I know. You know, it sounds nice. It looks nice. This isn't a nice studio. This is a shed. It's okay? a shed. Horse so, shed. This is a horse shed. So until you uh, until you have a professional studio. And I discovered studio, K-pop. So yeah. You know, and I got a switch. So clearly, I yeah. my if priorities you, are. Yeah, yeah. You can't have a kid. Yeah. So we got toys. And we got a little Godzilla there. Yeah. Can't have a kid. Um. If you have a Godzilla but, toy. But, uh, you know, we're playing, we play with the toy, so it's like. Oh, yeah. You know. All, All right. right. I think that's enough. The Bull Box. That's it for Another this week, guys. Another episode in the books. You know, I will say really quickly, it's, it's really, um, it's really, when we talk about, like, specific issues and, like, topics, mm-hmm. it, it feels really, um, it's really, it, it's just. I, I respect the people that come here and talk about things and eventually, you know, then they get the hate comments, like the actual, like people that have legit podcasts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, because sometimes I, sometimes when, when you say something, you don't articulate it correctly. I'm really better articulating the things that I want to say correctly. Sometimes 
mm-hmm. and um, and sometimes it doesn't come out quite right. So I don't know. I, it's uh, now that we've kind of discussed something that's a little bit more sensitive. It's it makes me like paranoid about being misinterpreted or something. I don't yeah. know. But it's well, I mean, that's part of the territory. It's like people, are, you know, if you take anything, you know, really out of context, you can spin it one way or another i guess but yeah you know you just gotta well what's nice is that there's feedback like i don't think people were going to comment on our thing but i'll definitely get like uh like people unfollowing me or something like friends you know maybe they'll show me that way yeah they'll definitely all unfollow you after they hear this right i'll be surprised if anybody sticks around after this podcast but um (laughs) hey you did alien too not Alien Two. He also he also did Alien. Yes, Ian Holm was in Alien. Also, uh, he was uh, Ash the Cyborg, oh. um, which is uh, a really good character. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, that's the show. All right, guys. Show. Thank you for uh, listening. If you listen this far, if Thanks you listen this far, for stopping by. Cool. All right, bye. Listen to uh, listen to listen to K-pop. Check it out. Yeah, check out some check K-pop. out Malibu. Check out some documentaries. You don't know what you're missing. The Boo Box. All right. Thank you you guys. See ya.